around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we are thrilled to have you today on the program, and whenever you happen to have the time to tune us in, turn us on, and receive from what we have to say, then we know God's going to talk to you. It's amazing how the Holy Ghost can make everything when you come hung with a hungry heart and you need answers from the Lord. He'll make it sound like it's just for you. And so that's our prayer. That's what Terry and I pray every time that we come together and we pray about this and we get ready to do our podcast is that God will help turn the light on for you and that there will be something in it that will grab your attention and that God will be able to move on your will and you obey the Lord to follow him and hear from him and then go and do those exploits that Jesus said that we would all do more of. So we're thrilled to have you, honored to minister to you, and we're here today to share with you some good news from the Word of God. We've got we've been lots of places in the last month, haven't we, darling? Yes, we have. We have been lots and lots of places and actually got home to Tulsa, Oklahoma last night about midnight. Wow. <laughs> and leaving tomorrow. Yes, and we're leaving again tomorrow. So that makes us home less than 36 hours. And so we are... Well, you know, it's time for Brother Copeland's Southwest Believers Convention. We try to make that every year. Yes. And so uh, we're going to try to catch the last three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, and support Brother Copeland and his ministry and and, uh, be there and hear the Word and pull on the Word and uh, fill up on the Word. And, uh, of course, we'll have lots and lots of friends there. And so uh, we always look forward to that meeting every year. Well, it's wonderful to know that, you know, Brother Copeland has been... uh, doing the ministry now for 51 years 52 52 like you're doing you've done 51 and i'm just so grateful I'm trying that, to catch him huh i'm trying to catch him <laughs> <laughs> well you know keep trying you know just keep on trying um there, there's just so much work to be done and we're so grateful for the the groundwork and the faithfulness and the the wonderful teaching that we've all received from Brother Copeland over the last 50 years plus. So it's an opportunity and an honor to go and receive from him during the Southwest Believers uh, Convention this week. And as Terry said, see lots and lots of friends. And we know that the Holy Ghost always says something fresh to say. Oh, absolutely. And you know, Renee, I mean, here it is, 2019. It's almost like when you go to when you go to Kenneth's meeting, then you hear... The word of faith. Right. And you hear it all day long. That's wonderful. I, I mean, he's kept his same yeah. schedule <laughs> for 30 years, you know, right. the, uh, two meetings in the morning and then a meeting in the afternoon and a meeting at night. I mean, it's all day long. It's the everlasting gospel. No, it but is. <laughs> it's the word of faith. And you know, anymore, uh, that's beginning to be not so prevalent. We, right. we go to church after church after church after church that, that used to be word of faith. Some that even think they still are. And uh, I tell you what, I'm just amazed at how uh, Word of Faith isn't embraced or preached as it once was, which makes no sense to me because I've said for 50 years that if you believe the Bible, you believe the Word of Faith. No, that's right. I mean, the Bible, the Word, is the Word of Faith. Right. So it's just that we just hang tags on things and hang titles on things. But, 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 you know, when the Word says, by His stripes ye were healed, 
Right. And then the devil makes you sick and you say, no, bless God, by his stripes I was healed. Right. I am healed. I, I will continue to be healed. Body, you line up with the word of God. You get in line with the word of God and you be healed. That is the word of faith. That's right. And and yet uh, we came out of a wishy-washy gospel 50 years ago. Oh, that's right. That said, well, maybe God made you sick. Yeah, the double-minded Maybe gospel. God wants you to <laughs> double-minded God. The Bible says a, non, a double-minded man right. is unstable Stable. in all his ways. That's right, unstable. And, and, and so, so they said, well, maybe God wants you sick, or maybe God made you sick, or maybe God put something on you to teach you a lesson. And, and we came out of all that. No, that's I mean, right. I was raised in that, as were you in our great exactly. church. I was in a great church. You were in a great Pentecostal church. And, and, and yet we came out of that into what we called the word of faith. The absolutes of the, the word, word of faith. God. It says, right. if I give, God will bless me. He'll give to me good measure, press down, right. shaking together right. and running over. If I'm, if, if I'm believing God for something, I'll, I'll take my words and make my words agree with God's words on That's every subject, on my marriage, on my health, on That's my right. finances, on my kids, on my family, everything I need to see about. I go to the word, see what it says. And then make my word agree with God's word and say the same thing. That's the word of faith. That's it. But you know, I, I tell you what, as we travel around and travel around and see dear friends, precious friends, wonderful churches, I just see a watering down or a leaving behind maybe of the word of faith. And pretty soon it's like some of these friends that we see and pastors we see, and not all of them because we're in great churches. Right. But once exactly. in a while we come across somebody that, their, their their mouth is talking like right. the world's mouth. No, that's or true. talking like the church's mouth back a long time ago with the watered down gospel. Right. You know, and and I'm just I'm just amazed because I I embrace the word of faith, dear God. The word of faith, Renee, has seen me through 51 years of third world missionary evangelism with people trying to kill me, devils trying to kill me, whole armies trying to kill me, uh, been shot at time and time again. I've had knives to my throat. I've had guns to my forehead, to the back of my head, to my chest, to my to my back, to my to my side. I mean, I've been threatened. We'll kill you if you come out here. Tell Mary Terry Miles if he comes out here, we'll kill him. Uh, and, and, you know, I've just used the word. And declared right. the word and said, "No, here's what the word says, and here's what I'm going to do." I mean, it's put, it's kept me. Right. It's putting me over all these years. It's taking me around the world, and still is right. taking me and you around the world. And uh, we're going to a nation here uh, here later on. We'll talk about it at some point. Going to a nation where it's where it's illegal to preach the gospel, where it's right. illegal, and where they'll cut your head off to say Jesus is Lord, right. where they attack Christians and kill Christians. You know, you know the numbers now. Uh, according to the the world statistics, the numbers on Christians being killed right. around the world right. is almost at genocidal proportions. Right. Some eighty two percent of all the people killed in the world for for some prejudice situation is Christianity. It is. We heard you and I together heard the World uh, Genocidal Commission representative say that out of a hundred percent genocidal deaths, either by race or religion that the number one group of people that a genocide is committed against is 82 percent out of a hundred percent christians yeah and you and so and I, why would you turn away from the word of faith the thing that's protected you you know the old saying of us texas boys you know is we've always said dance with the one that brung you no joke you know that's don't right. leave you stay with the one that brung you that's right and, and the word of faith is, is the one that brung me 
Uh, I started off in a Pentecostal church and saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and and, uh, preached the word in my youth services. But God, as a 16-year-old, God got the word of faith across to me. Gave it to me personally. I didn't hear it from somebody else. He gave it to me personally. And uh, and I tell you, all these years, all these years, 51 years That's in right. third world missionary evangelism, I have declared the word and declared the word and declared the word and declared the word, and it saved me and it's helped me and it's blessed me and it's prospered me. I, I just don't get it. I don't get why anybody right. would water it down or turn no, their back no. on it right. or say, well, we're going to do something else now. I mean, how can you be a wor- a, a Christian right. uh, that wants to win? And not be a word of faith Christian. Well, and the, and the Apostle Paul, you know, you know, his whole concept, you know, about about things was that, you know, we needed to, we needed to do that very same thing. He said, "Take heed how you build on another man's foundation." Oh, absolutely. And the foundation, even Jesus, you know, the three main focuses of his ministry, you know, was that he said, "My house shall be called a house of, of prayer." prayer for all nations. And then the great question in the Bible that he asked is, "When I come." Mm-hmm. In other words, our whole relationship. Yeah, well, when I come, will I will find, I find faith? faith? And then, of course, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. This, when you talk about the three main characteristics of why Jesus was coming, we know he preached, he taught, he cast out devils, he healed he came the sick. Teaching, preaching, and healing. And he did all of those things. But the main thing was that, that the church was to be busy about it, looked like here, Terry is that we are to be a house of prayer, we're to teach faith, and we're to go to the world. No, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that makes it so simple that ha- you'd have to have somebody teach a distraction in order sure. not to do those three things. Well, my good friend Charles Caps, who's in heaven today, used to always say that the Bible is so simple, we've had to have professional help to misunderstand it. No, that's true. And we've certainly had lots of help. Well, And, what and, you- and, and what's so crazy is we're getting help today from... From our own from company. our own company, yeah. from the wrong crowd. I mean, from the crowd that used to be one of us. And I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Well, because, again, the Word of Faith isn't some, no. isn't some no. cult or hype or, or little yeah. group over here. It is believe in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, forget the title of Word of Faith. It's believe in the Bible in every area. If God says up, it's up. If God says down, it's down. If God says right, go right. I mean, That's whatever right. God says, we agree with it. It's the absolutes of the Word of God. And like the Apostle Paul well, said... Well, people don't like absolutes anymore. Yeah, the Apostle Paul said, we didn't come to you giving you cleverly devised fables. Right. He said, but we came Enticing preaching words to you... Of men's wisdom. He said, we came to you teaching the Word of faith yeah. in Romans 10. And he said, which we preach. He said, the, the Word, word of, faith of faith which and we I would preach. En- I would encourage all of you to just go back, do a checkup from the neck up. And go back and read Romans 10 again out loud to yourself as though you're going to hear it for the first time and you're the preacher. And you're going to preach Romans 10 to yourself. And I'm telling you, by the time you get through with that chapter, you're going to be yelling and stomping like a lot of us are. <laughs> well, see, the word of faith because is absolute. So and, and, and yet uh, people helpful. act like people act today like they did, you know, all those decades ago, like... Well, you never know what God's no, going to do. No, we heard that. We you heard never that know what God's going to do. Well, maybe God will. Maybe God won't. Right. We don't know. Well, sure we do. We know what God will right. do because well, if you his, read word, your Bible, his know. word tells us what he'll do. His word yes. is his will. That's right. And his will is his word. That and helped his name, me so much to know that. Oh, yeah. His name backs it up. That's right. I've always said God, God said what he meant, meant what he said. He's big enough to back it up. I had to go around for for a couple of three days just saying that one phrase over and over to get out of my Pentecostal habit 
of wondering what the will of God was, like it was some little cloud that floated around. And if you got under the will of God right, then maybe God would do something yeah. for you. And not begging my prayers. Get under the spout where the glory's poured yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> and I had, to go, I had to go around and say just what you said. God's word is his will. His will is his word. I don't have to live in wonderment. I don't have to wonder if it's God or the devil teaching me because God's word is his will. His will is his word. And I went around saying that for several days to get my brain. Well, that's it. You're saying of, it and you're saying it and you're right. saying it. But you know what's important when you're saying right. it? You're hearing it. No. Out of you're your hearing own mouth, yourself say it. Your own Jesus said, say it. to this mountain, be thou that's removed. Right. And be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart. Exactly. Doubt what the things that you saith shall come to pass. Then you shall have whatsoever you saith. You know, I've told this story in the podcast before, so I won't go into detail. But I damaged my ears severely when I was in the military back in the back in the uh, in the in the seventies, early seventies, when I was in the army, and uh, been firing a bunch of guns and stuff, and really damaged my ears. Had no ear protection, no earplugs. And uh, I literally, over a period of weeks and months, was losing my hearing and actually going deaf. And Jackie and I both were saying that. We were saying, you, you, I can't hear that. I'm going deaf. Jackie said, can you hear that? You're going deaf. You didn't hear that? You're going deaf. You didn't hear that? You're losing your hearing. I said, yeah, I guess so. I'm losing my hearing. And we were saying that with our mouth. We were believing that in our heart. I mean, it was a fact as far as we was concerned. Right. And then the Word says, the Bible says, Jesus himself said, where two of you on earth agree as touching one thing, it's so. And so she and I were both agreeing together on earth that you're going deaf, I'm going deaf, I'm losing my hearing, you're losing your hearing. And it was becoming a rapid fact. Right. And all of a sudden, one day, it scared me. And I said, you know what? I better do something about this. This is getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm just, I, I said I hear till I die. Yeah, no and joke. so I jumped Another up and took a three-day pass the from, the, from the Army and drove out uh, 340 miles from my military base to, to home and uh, got a pastor friend of mine to pray for healing for my ears. And he did, and nothing happened. And so uh, uh, the next day, I was riding around in my car, and my ears were just ringing and bothering me. And and I wasn't hearing certain sounds, and, and I was just all by myself in the car. But I said to the Lord, Father, I don't understand. Uh, I've prayed for people before, and they've gotten healed. I've prayed for people, uh, they've gotten healed. And I've been prayed for and gotten healed. Wow. And yet I got prayed for yesterday and didn't get healed. What's the deal? And the Lord spoke to me just as plain, Renee, and I would have sworn it was audible, but there's nobody in the car to ask. But it was loud. Right. It was right. loud. In fact, I came from the back seat, and I whirled my head around and looked in the back seat. And the Lord said this. He said, one of us is a liar. I mean, I jerked my head around while I was driving in the back seat and said, what did you say? And he said it again. He said, I said, one of us is a liar. And I said, well, I don't understand that. I said, I'm certainly not lying. What makes you say that? And the Lord said, because your word says you got prayed for and didn't get healed. My word says by his stripes ye were healed. One of us is a liar. That's right. Renee, that changed my life. Sure. It absolutely changed my life forever. And I said right then, I said, I vow to you. You ought to be careful making vows to God. The Bible says, you be careful. You be serious when you make a vow to God. And I said, I vow to you that from this day forward, I will make my words agree with your words on every subject. I said, I don't understand it. Right. doesn't make sense to me, but it is the Bible. Your word does say it. So I'm going to say what your word says. And you know, I said all the way back out to my military post in Fort Bliss, Texas, in El Paso, I drove those several hours, seven hours or whatever it was, the whole way saying, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed. Yeah, the Word says what, I'm that's healed. That's what you have to do. I have to be healed. Mind. I must be healed. I don't feel healed. If I ask my ears if there's healed, they'd say no because they're ringing. 
But I'm not asking my ears. I'm asking God. And God said, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And if God thinks I'm healed, I must be healed. If the God of the universe thinks I'm healed, I must be healed. If the God that created the whole universe says, you are healed by the stripes of Jesus, then I must be healed by the stripes of Jesus. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But I declare it is the absolute truth. And I got back home. And for the next three solid days, I went around and told my wife, Jackie, I said, I said, I'm healed. And she's okay. I agree with that. And for the next three days, I'd go around saying, Jackie, I'm healed. I'm healed. She said, all right, I agree with that. You're healed by the stripes of Jesus. Yeah, I'm healed by the... I, we, I said that for three solid days. And somewhere on the third day, of course, it would have been, it would have been four days counting the day I drove out. Uh, but, but somewhere on the third day, it dawned on me, hey, my ears aren't ringing. Hallelujah. My ears aren't ringing. That's such a good So testimony. what did it cost me, Renee? It cost me three days, four days of saying with my mouth, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Right. I'm healed by the stripes. God says I'm healed, so therefore I am healed. Ears, you are healed. I can hear. I am not deaf. I will not lose my hearing. I'm healed by the stripes. And somewhere during that third day, I thought, I can hear. My ears are healed. My ears are not ringing. Right. And I went to the doctor and got checked and became a pilot after that where I had to get my ears checked every year. And every year my ears checked out perfect. Hallelujah. But what did it cost me? It cost me... Three days, four days right. of going around declaring, getting that on the inside of me. But me hearing myself oh, right. say it to where my heart knew it and my head knew it. Right. And see, Jesus said over and over all through the scripture there, it's with your heart and your head. Faith is in two places, in your head. Uh, excuse me, your mouth, uh-huh. not your head. Your mouth, your mouth is in your head. <laughs> it's in your mouth and it's in your heart. Right. It's in your mouth, it's in your heart. It's in your mouth, it's in your heart. Paul That's said, right. what saith it? The word of faith is nigh thee, where? That's Even right. in thy mouth and in thine heart, the word of faith which we preach. Jesus said in Mark 11, talking about the fig tree he just killed, he said, no man eat fruit of the year after forever. And that thing died and dried up from the roots right. and never produced another fig. And they asked him about it, and he said, For whosoever shall say, whosoever shall say, whosoever shall say, with what? With your mouth. Be thou removed. Talk to the mountain. Don't talk to God. Don't ask God for, don't pray and say, oh God, please, please move the mountain. Oh God, please give me a shovel so I can move the mountain. (laughs) Jesus didn't think to it. He didn't mutter under his breath to it. He spoke out loud and said, say to the mountain. And you know, whenever he spoke to that fig tree and said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. The next five words are, I think, some of the most five important words in the whole Bible. It says, and his disciples heard it. That's right. What does that mean? It means that he said it loud enough that those disciples around him and behind him heard exactly what he said. So therefore, he's committed. He's committed himself. Something now has to happen to the fig tree. If something doesn't happen to the fig tree, those disciples are going to leave him. You and I would leave him, and so so would they. If he's going to do something as silly as talk to a tree, and then nothing happened, the tree goes ahead like normal, then something's wrong. But he said, you say with your mouth, be thou removed. That's right. Be thou cast into the sea. And then shall not doubt in your what? In your heart. In your heart. Mouth and heart. Mouth and heart. Mouth and heart. Do not doubt in your heart, but believe. Believe what? Believe the things you say shall come to pass. And what happens? And he shall have whatsoever he saith. Mark 11, 23. Well, I know when when we got the light on that verse of Scripture, Mark 11, 23... 
You need to lift your hands and praise the Lord. Aren't you excited about this stuff? (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, I'm sitting here engrossed and thinking about what all that meant to me at the time and how I had those two sick babies. Absolutely. And I was just, I mean, desperate to find out what really worked. Sure. And the Pentecostal concept of everybody's, you know, you and our pastor said, well, well, you must have done something wrong. Or, yeah, you must be in know, sin. Or God's trying to teach you something, you know. And you know, when we finish these podcasts this week and every week, we send it to your grandson, Braden, right. Braden Garner. That's right. And that's Matt's son. Right. And Matt was sick as a baby and right. dying. Right. And if you hadn't declared the word of God exactly out of your mouth over and over and over and over and said, God did not do this to my baby. No, God did not choice. make my baby that's sick. Right. My baby's healed by the stripes of Jesus. Had you not done that as a young mother, even against the advice of your church and everybody right, else that said, right. said, oh, you don't know what that face is. You don't, you know what that is. That, oh, that, no. God, maybe God made him sick. Maybe you're in sin. Had you not done that, <laughs> there wouldn't be a Braden Garner for us to send this podcast to. Oh, that's the truth. You know, and, and Brother Copeland would come to our church during that time, and Jerry and Carolyn Severe were very new and very young and all of that, and they were just feeding us. And they brother, went to church there, too. Same church, and they were giving us uh, Brother Hagen tapes, and they were giving us, and I'm, I'm trying to overcome not only nearly two decades of Pentecostal religion, but three years of Pentecostal Bible school that I paid my way through, worked my way through, and I'm trying to figure out now who's right, you know, who's right here, and all I've got is a sick baby, and and Brother Hagen's teaching Mark 11, 23, Mark 11, 23, Brother Copeland comes along and and backs all that up with uh, Romans chapter 10, like you're talking about, what say, there's another great question in the Bible, but what does it say? And he quotes Deuteronomy over there, chapter 30, well, the word of faith is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. So that getting that concept. So you're a new mother. Oh my God. Totally strung out because you've got two babies that are sick. They're only 15, 12 months apart. They're only 12 months months apart. apart. They're both sick. You're a brand new mother, a little skinny (laughs) mother that's had every bit of nutrients (laughs) sucked out of you. Yeah, right. And and living on the church grounds and making... Thirty-two, thirty, bu- thirty bucks a week. Yeah, and 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 the church telling you, y'all must be in sin. Y'all must be. Yeah. You're the church secretary. Thought, Dean's how the, much more Dean's could I give my choir. time to the Lord? <laughs> and and they're saying y'all must be. Y'all must be doing something wrong. And God's killing your baby. Yeah, no, no, no. And here you had and Jerry and Carolyn's feeding you tapes, saying, "Listen to this. Oh, listen to just... this. Listen to this." Brother Hagen's feeding faith in your ear. Brother Copeland's coming along and preaching. Yet your pastor would stand up. He was a great guy, wonderful guy. Loved right, Brother right, Hagen. Right. And he's giving Brother Copeland a chance, just a new preacher, you know, just out right. of ORU, you know, just <laughs> going to give him a chance to preach. That's right. And so he'd let Brother Copeland preach. But then once Brother Copeland would leave, then your pastor would stand in the pulpit and say, now, you know, that stuff Brother Copeland's preaching isn't really right. It's just not like that all it's the time. It's just not like that all the time. Yeah. Now, we love him, and we're going to have him come preach, but it's just not like that all the time. And you're hearing all this. And I'm trying and you're to having get, to make all I need a is life two babies and healed. death I just decision. want two babies healed. Oh, you want your babies healed. Yeah. You're not trying to get a Cadillac condominium or cruiser. You're trying no, to no, get no. your babies healed. And you know, it was the word of faith that did that and miracle healed them, miraculously healed them, right. and raised them up and made them healthy. And here they are at almost 50 years old today oh, and healthy and serving God. And got grandkids to prove it, you know, that all that happened. But, you know, when you look at that, Terry, it's just like what you said. Those two passages of Scripture... Romans chapter 10, which Paul is quoting out of Deuteronomy 30, he brings that in the New Testament and begins to tell us, because if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart 
that's the gospel we take to the world. Yes, it that is. It's not, not only is it a simple and that's act how a sinner gets, the, gets saved. <laughs> believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. With your say it with your mouth. And then Jesus comes along. Brother Hagin comes along and teaches Mark 11, 23 and 24. Man, I struggled with that. I struggled with that because of all the teaching of the great Pentecostal people I had known that loved God with all their heart. Absolutely. And yet they died, Absolutely. you know, and of tragedies and sicknesses and diseases prematurely. And, and I thought, well, if they, if they couldn't get that from God, who am I, you know? And I struggled with all that. And then somebody brought you, you know, like you quoted before in James chapter one, that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man or woman think that they shall receive anything from the Lord. And I, I, I had to go back over and over these scriptures, train my mouth to say them uh, the way the Lord wanted me to say them, and then renew my mind to it, just like you did with getting your healing for your hearing. Absolutely. I mean, there has to be a deliberate focus to build faith. And like Jesus said, he said, I'm concerned about this. When I come, will I find faith in the earth? And that's why Pastors have to preach faith. That's why we have to go back and make sure we're building on a foundation of faith and we're not building on the sand, but we're building on the rock. And the rock is not only the Lord Jesus, but it's everything that he said about that our faith pleases God, <laughs> that we he's looking for faith, that he's trying to teach the church faith. And we can't, as Hebrews chapter two says, let these things drift past us. We can't just be so uh, calloused and unfeeling about it all, but we've got to grab it all again and begin to renew our minds, have a check up from the neck up, <clears throat> inspect our heart, and make sure we have not been distracted by life yes, and other yes, yes. other teachings and other. And we've reprioritized what's really the number one thing is that faith pleases God. No, that's right. And that we've got to teach the people Without faith. faith, it's yeah. impossible. Uh, well, Hebrews let, tells us to please God. You know, Renee, there's little, there's, there's little skinny mothers out there today. There's new mothers out there today. Uh, I talked to somebody today that their daughter just had a baby. Right. And uh, the baby's doing all right, but the doctors are telling the mother she's going to die. Right. Because her heart's only producing 20%. 20%. Operating on 20%. Right, right. And, of course, she doesn't know anything about the Word of God. No. And uh, and Not she's had a history of, right. of of doing, you know, abusing her body with drugs and alcohol and what have you. And so she doesn't, no, 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 no. She doesn't know what the Word says, even though her mom is a good Christian. And, and, uh, um, and she's gone to church. But nobody's taught her the Word of God faith mm -hmm. to stand up and say I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord That's right. my heart will obey me Jesus said don't let your heart be troubled so I will not let you be troubled heart you'll not be troubled she didn't well, know that she didn't right. know that and there's little mothers all over everywhere they're just like you they, they're not trying to prove some theological no, uh, no, no. question just they just want their healed. babies healed they just That's want right. milk to give to feed the babies, they That's just right. want a place to lay down at night in peace and sleep. And and the church isn't helping. The church is not giving them 
sound word of faith to stand against the devil and say, devil, you take your hand by God, you take your trash and you pack it up and you get out of my life and out of my house and out of my family and off of my husband and off of my kids. In the name of Jesus, we will live and not die. We're healed by the stripes of Jesus. We're blessed of God. We're prosperous of God. God meets all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I mean, stomp their foot and look at the devil with blood in their eye and tell him in the name of Jesus to get out of their life. That's the word of faith. Well, it is. And that's what you and I've talked a lot about. And that's about, what that you fierce. did. I did. So many others have done. But you have to be that fierce, fierce Old Testament warrior when the devil shows up. And yet, of course, every day you're the New Testament believer with the love and the faith and the compassion and the grace and the forgiveness and all that. That's right. wonderful. But you know what? When the devil shows up, that's not time to be forgiven and kind and and loving and passive and and have grace and mercy and say, oh, oh, Mr. Devil, we just love you and God just loves you and you don't bother me and I won't bother you. No, he'll kill your babies. He will kill you graveyard dead. And I tell you what, the church, shame on the church for not teaching these young women and young men the word of God and the word of faith in power and authority and dominion so they can stand up and be a blood warrior and a blood covenant man and woman of Almighty God. No, that's right. Um, you know, and in so many, oh, well, you know, the, exactly everything you just said, Terry, it's all about uh, training and teaching and pastors uh, that are not afraid of the people that will stand up and teach faith in a very uncompromising manner, Absolutely. which is the way you, your family and our family got hold of it because of the desperate circumstances that we've found ourselves in you and Jackie were going to Mexico with $50 and a Bible and yeah. a brand new baby, brand new baby, $50 and a Bible. And then we started with out all with the, the same, promises of God. Yeah, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't even have a, a car and, um, we didn't either. And we had, you know, making thirty two fifty a week living on the church grounds and, and had graduated, worked our way through, graduated from Bible college, been a Christian all our life. Uh, you know, in one sense, like Paul Hebrew of the Hebrews, you know, you've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt and, um, you know, singing in the choir, directing the choir, all of these things that you do. I mean, total sold out to God, sure, love God with totally all your heart. sold out to God and still can't get your babies healed or the money that you need to pay the rent, you know. And to look after your life, you're still struggling financially. You're still struggling with healing. You're still struggling, struggling with just the indecisiveness of the promises of God that you're not sure about what God's going to actually do. And most of your prayers are begging, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. not believing. And so when we found out these marvelous things and we began to see the truth of this, that 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 created on the inside of us a bulldog, or like you said, Old Absolutely. Testament tenacity, tenacity to not back down. Bulldog. And you know those were those were wild and woolly pioneer days of the Word of Faith. Sure. But I'm I'm absolutely convinced we're back there again. Thank we're going to have to go, like Paul said, I'm going to have to travail in, in birth for you again until yeah. Christ be yeah. Yeah. formed in you, because some of you silly foolish Galatians have gotten off here, and y'all are going to have to get back. No, that's on, absolutely right. uh, You know, Galatians 4 there, Paul said, Oh, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Yeah. And I think that's you, what's, you know, what you and I see is in churches is that people are so focused on we've got to have a good service 
Everything is about I got sixty have a minute good, service. A sixty Let's minute service, over. hour and a half service. Let's don't give God moment. any time. You know we've got to, We've got to have this service just right. Well, to me that's like steadying the ark. You know, and yeah, that didn't sure. work out so well. No, like that didn't in the work old, out. For that didn't it. work out so well. Whereas, and of course, we don't want the the abuse of of time and and anointing and resources, and not. certainly not by wrong motives or wrong thinking. But on the other hand, there's got to be. Faith taught again, prayer taught yes, again. Yes, you know, yes. like again, I want to say this again, and then we'll Harry will close out, and we've got to go. But that number one thing Jesus said there in Matthew twenty one thirteen, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Pray the church can't nations. forget that we've got to teach power praying and see results. We've got yes. to see the results yes. of our prayers being prayed yes. and the answers to our prayers. And number two. As we mentioned before, when Jesus, the great question of the Bible, when I come, when I come will I, will find, I find faith? faith? Luke eighteen eight. And then he of didn't course, say, will I find love? No, he wasn't concerned great about song that. Great services. Will I find grace? He didn't, wasn't concerned <laughs> I find about great that. Great seminars. Will I, find, will I find great preachers? Right. <laughs> great song services. Great seminars. Great, great. conferences. Will I find? Uh, no, he said, I'm concerned. Right. Will I find faith here in America? Wake up! Yeah. God's no, looking no, to find no, out. No, no, no. But then number you know, three I, is the whole reason for all this, you know, is to go ye into all the world and Absolutely. preach the gospel. Those three things. Absolutely. We've got to teach people faith. We've got to teach them on prayer. And the whole purpose of well, that is to go to the world. And if you don't have missions, number three, right. you can't do number one, no. which is God wants his house to be a house of prayer for where? All, all nations. nations. <laughs> so if we don't reach all nations, then then it, the church can't be a house of prayer for all, all nations. It's all missions. It is all missions. It's all missions. And the whole purpose of having faith is that we have the money to go, like you and I are going, you know, around the world to preach the gospel. Absolutely. And it takes lots and lots of money these days, and airfare has gone no, up, and right. hotels have gone up, and all these things that are... And, you, and when you go, you go and take care of these missionaries. You're not taking from them. Sure. You're giving to them. And, and, I mean, and it, local pastors. If y'all could see the money Terry gives away when we're in places like that, I mean, we don't even we don't think shopping, we don't think going and doing this. We think going and looking after the pastors and their families and the ministers and all the the Bible schools and the students and the orphans <laughs> and the widows. You and know, people I've got like four hundred pastors right now in Romania right. begging me to come, and they they've just broken away from their union, they, they their denomination, they call it a right. union, for all these years, and said, Brother Terry, we're starting a new union. And embracing what you've taught us for right. over twenty years, we're embracing the word of faith. Well, I've got to get over Hallelujah. there. And I've got to go over and lead them into that's right what they're doing, uh, lest uh, you know, lest they go another direction because they don't have leadership. And no, I've got to get over there. I've got to get to Romania. Uh, you know, right now we've been offered an opportunity, Renee, and I'll just say this, and then we'll quit. But we've been offered an opportunity to go on 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 television, on Christian television, and we've been offered it free. They'll, they they won't even charge us for right, it. They'll, right. they'll put our program on for free. Right. Every we week. won't have to pay for it. Mm. That we can help hundreds of thousands, oh, my, my, if my. not millions of people, right. uh, teaching this word of faith and this kind of thing that we do right. in missions. Right. Uh, but to get up and get started, it's going to cost us around twenty to thirty thousand dollars. So right. we've got our faith not not for the broadcast station. They're going no. to do it for free. Right. But we've got to get a, a set and we've got to we've get got cameras get and we've got to get <laughs> people to run the camera. And, right. and you know, we're looking at a twenty to thirty thousand dollar. Price tag, right. and you know God, maybe God. We're just believing God to speak to a partner or several partners. Right. And just say, brother Terry, we'll take care of that. We'll take here's thirty thousand dollars. Just get that done. And once it gets, once we get that upstart, that startup right. Right. paid, right. 
Then it'll sit on its own bottom and pay for itself the rest of the time. Because again, it doesn't cost anything. It's free. No, that's <laughs> but right. But we still have to pay for the, 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 the it's like water is free, but you got to pay for the pipes to, for it to go through. Well, darling, one so, of the things. So, so we're believing for partners to, that'll just say, we want to help you do that, Terry and Renee. We want to help get you on television. Right. We want to help get Thank that you, done. And then it'll reach the world. And then, of course, on these different different countries we're going to and pastors' conferences we're doing, like you said, we pay for them, pay for those pastors to come That's in, right. pay their transportation, pay That's their hotel shocking. bill, pay yeah. their food bill, three meals a day. Yeah. And so we don't mind spending money on people. We just thank God. God gives us partners to help us do it. Well, and one of the things I pray this will help you all, you know, is like King Ahasuerus. You know, the Bible says his sleep was taken from him. And he began to read in the book where... Mordecai, he called for the book. In other words, yeah. the the you know the, the you know the ship's log, you yeah. know that kind of thing, where he could read what all had happened in the palace, and that's when he discovered that Mordecai had had uh, found out a plot of assassination against the king. Against the king, and it ended up bringing him in and making giving him a position. I've always prayed, and you killing know, that, the bad guys. That, yeah, that God would wake up the mighty men, wake up yes. the kings, wake up the kings, wake up, wake up the mighty men that have authority, that have the finances, that are looking. Uh, for places and then also you know that, that God tugs on people's hearts I know we've got there's so many things that God's trying to do in the earth and that's why all of us need to be blessed no, and absolutely. obedient and quick to hear and quick to do what God's called us to do. And you know in several churches recently God's had me preach for those pastors had me preach a message that I call the, the impact and the importance of partnership right. and to show that church how they're partnering with their pastor right. they're partnering with their church causes the power of God to be spread and exactly. causes the light to be shined where the light's dim and to shine the light and name the name of Jesus where it's not been named that they partner with their church. And then, of course, when people partner with us, we've got our faith on, on partners and certain amounts of partners uh, giving money. And we, we've called partners in all the time. And we That's thank right. God for the partners we have and pray for them daily. But we've got to get this word of faith. We've got to get two things around the world. We've got to get salvation. So people not go to the devil's hell. And we've got to teach That's Christians right. that are Christians the word of faith so they'll be strong Christians and not let the devil beat them up. No, that's right. And that's exactly why we're out here. We're doing what we're doing. So our time's gone. We've got wow. to go. But, you know, out of the 33 days we were gone, nine hotels, even a three days in a cabin, uh, five churches. We did a ladies' meeting. We're about to leave again for another month. Ten states. <laughs> Ten states. Uh, we were 45 feet above sea level and no, then 4, went down. 100 feet above <laughs> sea level. And we were also then, 45 feet. <laughs> yeah, we were 4,500 feet above sea level over on the Atlantic coast. And then we were down sea level and sure, at the Gulf in, of Mexico, big cities, little cities. I mean, it was amazing, amazing to us. We got to, uh, you know, spend the 4th of July with family and kids and everybody, grandkids. And so then we got a brand new national holiday. Yeah, all in the month of July, we have one more new grandbaby. brand new <laughs> little short toothless Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We've had a full month and we're fixing a domino here into the month of August and we'll be gone again. And we stayed in a cabin for three month. days with my, my sister Debbie and Got her husband Wyatt, Debbie and Wyatt Brown. And some dear South friends Carolina. of theirs provided yes. a provided a, I'd say who you know, I'd I'm not gonna call their name because they didn't want to be named, but we appreciate them. Right. And they provided a cabin for Wyatt and Debbie and for us to stay in for three days and we were up in up up close to Boone, North Carolina. Oh, it was wonderful. Up where Daniel Boone woke up one day and he looked around. He walked out of his cabin. He saw smoke three three mountain ridges over. And he said, Rebecca, getting too crowded around here. We're leaving. 
And so they moved to Kentucky. But well, we were up there in those beautiful, the Pisgah National Forest. And just well enjoyed that place. rest for three days. And then went right into Debbie and White's church in Greenville, South Carolina, right. and preached the gospel. And well, like you said, got home last night and leaving tomorrow. We must work the works that God has sent us to work. Yes. We've got to get the job done and go ye into all the world. We'll and we invite Jesus you to comes. look at terrymize.com uh, and believe God with us. But then also, the whole reason we're on the air is to help you and to minister to you and to wash your feet with the Word of God. So God bless you. We look forward to seeing you at terrymize.com. And until next time, always remember, you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye, everyone. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.